super excited about this brand new series today that we're starting called Voices. Everybody look at your neighbor, tell them, I hear voices. Voices. Here's the deal. We all hear voices, don't we? And I know some of you are going, wait a minute. I don't know. Is this one of those churches? Is that pastor kind of weird? And I don't really know about that. So before you start thinking that, let me just tell you what this series is going to be about. We're going to be talking about influences. How many know we all have influences in our lives? We all have people who speak into our lives. And every day, everywhere that we go, there is voices. There is noise that is all around us. And we all kind of take our cues from someone. It might be in the area of finances or it might be in the area of our marriage or our family. And we all have these people that speak into our lives. It might be a coach or a teacher, it might be a parent, it might be a grandparent, it might be a pastor or a leader, it might be a friend, it might be the culture that we live in that's constantly got its voices in our ears. And here's what I know about voices. In fact, this is kind of our key thought, bottom line for this whole message and this whole series. It's gonna be on the screen there for you. It's a really easy one, so you can say it out loud with me on the Count of three. One, two, three goes like this. Voices lead to choices. Come on, say it again. Voices lead to choices. How many know that's true? Like the things that we hear, the voices that we listen to tend to become the choices that we have to live with, right? Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? Like, and here's what I really know is that bad voices lead to bad choices. Anybody ever heard some bad voices, some people who influence you in a bad way and you made some bad choices and you regretted it? Come on, raise your hand if that's you right now. Some of you ain't raising your hand. You just need to go back and look at your high school yearbook and you will know what I'm talking about. Mullets. Yeah, come on. You know what I'm saying? Parachute pants. Bad voices lead to bad choices. But here's what I also know is that good voices will lead to good choices. How many know that's true, right? And we've all had that before. We've had people who have spoken things and maybe we didn't even realize it at the time, but man, we, we learned those things. Maybe it was from a parent or a grandparent that when we were young, we thought they don't know what they're talking about. It's kind of like Mark Twain said, whenever I was uh, 14 years old, I thought my parents didn't know what they're talking about. Then whenever I was 21, I I was like, man, it's amazing how much smarter they got in the last seven years, you know? How many know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes we have these people who speak these things into our lives and the bad voices lead to bad choices and the good voices lead to good choices. So here's what we've got to do. We have to intentionally invite God Good voices, everybody say good voices, good voices, excuse me, into our lives. And so that's what we're going to be doing in this series. Over this next several weeks, we are intentionally inviting some good voices into our life to give us good counsel and to give us good godly wisdom for our lives. And today we're going to start out by looking at this guy from the Old Testament. Maybe you might not have ever even heard of him before, but we find his story in the book of First Kings chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and open them up and turn to First Kings chapter 12. And while you're turning there, let me just give you a little bit of background on this guy. You may have not heard of him before because his story is a little bit uh, less of a familiar story, but you may have heard some people that came before him. How many ever heard of a guy named King David? Come on, you ever heard of him before? You remember when he was just a, you know, just a shepherd boy that he killed Goliath and later he became a king, incredible king, a man after God's own heart. Well, David, King David had a son and his name was Solomon. So everybody say Solomon. 
How many ever heard of Solomon before, right? Solomon, we know him as like a really wise guy that he was like, the Bible says he became the wisest man who ever lived. He built an incredible kingdom, wrote much of the book that we know as the wisdom book, the book of Proverbs. Well, Solomon had a son and his son is the guy we're going to talk about today. His son is a guy named Rehoboam. So everybody say Rehoboam. Pretty cool name. I like those old names. A pretty cool name, Rehoboam. And, and Rehoboam was was the grandson of King David and the son of King Solomon. And Rehoboam was suddenly thrust into leadership when his father died. He became the king. And and here's Rehoboam at a young age, very inexperienced in leadership. And suddenly he finds himself having to make some important decisions as a leader. And we find that Rehoboam listens to some voices and he he decides to listen to the wrong voices and it causes him all kinds of problems. In fact, this is where we pick up in 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse number one. Let's, Let's read it together. It's a little bit lengthy, so bear with me. It says, now Rehoboam went to Shechem and from all of Israel had gone there to make him the king. And when Jeroboam, son of Nabat, heard this, he returned to Egypt. So they sent for Jeroboam, and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke put on us, and we will serve you. And Rehoboam answered, go away for three days and then come back to me. So the people went away and then the king, King Rehoboam, consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. And they replied, if today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected, everybody say rejected, rejected the advice of the elders and consulted the young men who he had grown up with and were serving him. And he asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? And then the young men who had grown up with him replied, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Now tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist and my father laid on you a heavy yoke and I will make it even heavier for my father scourged you with whips, but I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam as the king and said, come back to us in three days. And the king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given by the elders. And he followed the advice of the young men. Here we see a guy who has two sets of voices speaking into his life. And he chose to listen to the wrong voices which wound up making some wrong choices, which we're going to see winds up costing him. 
And some of you are here today, and maybe you've got voices speaking into your life, and maybe you've got decisions and choices and things that you are needing to make right now. And so I want to talk for just a few minutes today from this passage and from this Old Testament story about how do we listen to the right voices, and how do we make sure that we are making the right choices. We're going to talk about three things. If you've got your notes and uh, pen and paper in your LifeGate app, you can follow along today. The first thing is this, write it down, is that if I'm going to make good choices, here's what I have to do. I have to know that I don't know. Come on, everybody say, I don't know. I got to know that I don't know. See, here's the problem for most of us is that we think we know more than we really do. And if we're going to make good choices, here's where it starts. This principle starts out everything is that I've got to understand that maybe I don't know it all. Maybe I don't have all of the wisdom. Maybe I don't have all of the answers. In fact, it reminds me of this quote that I came across several years ago. I love it. I've shared it with you before, but it's so powerful. It says, the greatest hindrance to growth is not ignorance, but the illusion of knowledge. In other words, what that means is that the problem for most of us, the reason that we don't grow and the reason that we don't make wise decisions sometimes is not because we're not smart. It's because we think we're smarter than we are. Come on, right? In fact, everybody just look at your neighbor and tell them, you're not as smart as you think you are. And, and here's the deal. If we're going to make wise decisions, here's what we have to understand. We have to understand that, wait a minute, I don't know it all. And maybe there are some people in my life that maybe just maybe they know more than me and maybe I should listen to them. Maybe I should invite them into my life. In fact, it's like what Coach Wooden, John Wooden once said. He said, it's what you learn after you know it all that really counts. And sometimes we got to realize, hey, maybe I don't know it all. And that's exactly where Rehoboam was. He starts out on a good track. He realizes, hey, I'm a new king. I don't have all the wisdom. This, is, this leadership thing is new to me. I'm young. Maybe I don't really know. And so he invites some people into his life to begin to give him some godly counsel and some godly wisdom. And here's what you need to know today. In fact, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. You will never, everybody say never. You will never get to a place where you don't need wise counsel. It doesn't matter how smart you think you are. It doesn't matter how successful you become. It doesn't matter if you become the boss. It doesn't matter if you own your own company. It doesn't matter how high up the ladder of success you climb. You will never get to a place where you don't need people into your life to be able to speak good wisdom in your life. In fact, we see this from Rehoboam. Here he is, the king. He could have said, I'm the king, I can do what I want. But he recognized, hey, I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. Maybe I need to invite some people into my life. And here's the danger is that the, the more successful we become, the less we think that we really need wisdom from others. We see it all the time. I mean, you think about it. You see people who become extremely successful, and you go, man, look at them. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, have you seen this before? Politicians, sometimes even pastors and athletes, like they're, they're on top of the world. Then all of a sudden, it, breaking news, it comes out that they've done something stupid, and then all of a sudden, their life just comes crashing down. And what, what was the reason for that? The reason is they became so prideful that they began to start thinking, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I can do what I want to do. I, I'm smart enough. And here's the deal is you got to understand. I love what Andy Stanley says. He says success is, is intoxicating and it's really difficult to make, bad, make good decisions when you're drunk. You know, I mean, and here's the deal is the higher we go in leadership, the more we need people to speak, the more we need good voices in our lives. 
So I got to know that I don't know. Everybody say, I don't know. Number two, write this one down. I got to know who does know. Man, that's deep stuff. I'm telling you, deep stuff. But isn't it true? I mean, I think, I think this is where a lot of us get into the trouble. I think some of us kind of realize, okay, maybe I don't have it all. But the thing is, is that we've got all of these voices that are, that are constantly, this noise that is constantly bombarding us from friends and from neighbors and from popular culture and movies and TV and all of this stuff, all of these voices that are going on all around us. And sometimes it's difficult to determine which one's the good voice and which one's the bad voice. Anybody ever been there? And this is kind of where Rehoboam finds himself. He starts out good. He realizes, hey, I need some help. I need somebody to, to tell me what to do. And so he begins to ask some people. And he asks the right people to begin with. Like he goes to the elders. He goes to the people who have been there before, the people who served on his father's cabinet. I mean, these guys had wisdom. And they had some perspective to be able to share. They had, they had led before. And he asks them, hey, the people are asking me what kind of king I'm going to be and what I'm going to do and am I going to you know am I going to be harsh or am I going to am I going to serve them and what do you think that I should do and the guys said said some pretty good advice I would say they said if you will serve and love these people they will love you as king forever only one problem that wasn't what Rehoboam wanted to hear Anybody ever been there before where, you know, you're asking for someone to help you, maybe give you a little bit of advice, and they give you advice, and you know it's good advice, but it's not really what you wanted to hear? Come on, anybody? Right? And what do we do when we get that kind of advice? Usually, we start looking for someone else to tell us something else that's a little bit more like we wanted to hear. Come on, anybody, right? I've been there. And you know what? The truth is, this is human nature. In fact, the Bible predicted that this would be human nature for most of us. In fact, in, in 2 Timothy, it says, For there will come a time when people will no longer listen to wholesome teaching, but they will follow their own what? Their own desires and will look for teachers to tell them whatever their itching ears wanted to hear. The truth of the matter, here, here's, here's Rehoboam, and he needs some good advice, but he got some itching ears. He, he doesn't want to hear what the good advice, the people who know what they're talking about are saying. So he starts looking for somebody else to kind of just tell him what he was, maybe kind of what he was wanting to hear. And so he goes to his buddies, his college roommates, his college, his college cronies, the ones that he hung out with. And he says, what do you think? What do you think that I should do? And they, they give him advice. They say, no, 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 don't be easier on the people. Be harder on the people. The truth of the matter is sometimes it can be difficult to, to know like, like which voices are the right voices because we have in our heart like what I want to hear and then we know in our heart what I know probably is right and then there are all these other conflicting voices out there and all this stuff that is being, that is being told to us like how do we know which voices are the good voices and which are the bad voices? Well, let me just help you a little bit. In fact, if you're taking notes, let's just talk about how do we know who we should listen to. Letter A, write this one down. We got to listen to people who know. Now, I know that sounds pretty obvious, right? Okay. If I want to know that I need to listen to people who know. But you know, the truth of the matter is, it is amazing to me how many people I see listening to advice about how to get somewhere they want to go from people who have never been where they're wanting to go. 
Right? I mean, and this is exactly what Rehoboam does. He gets good advice from people who have been there and people who know, and he rejects that advice and accepts the advice from these guys who have never been there and have no idea how to lead. And how many of us do the exact same thing? Like, we're looking for advice on our marriage, and we're asking our our buddy down at the golf course, how should I do, you know, in my marriage? And he's been divorced four times, and we're going, yeah, that's good advice. Sounds good to me. You know, I mean... That doesn't make sense. Like we're asking people who have filed bankruptcy, what should I do with my finances? And my kids, you know, their kids, they're bailing them out of jail. And we're going, what do you think about what I should do with my teenager? And it's like people who have never been where we're trying to go and we're listening to their advice. I'm telling you, if you're going to get advice, you need to get it from people who have been where you are trying to go. People who know and that it shows in the fruit of their lives. Letter B, write this one down. Who who should we listen to? We should listen to people with nothing to lose or gain. Man, I tell you what, in this story, you know what we see about Rehoboam is that, you know know why his friends were telling him, hey, you need to be harder, not softer on the people is because they had everything to gain from that. Like they didn't have they didn't have Rehoboam's best interests at heart. They were thinking about themselves. They're thinking, man, if I'm a friend to the king and the king, I mean, if he's a strong king and everyone is serving him and I'm his friend, then people are going to serve me. But if he starts to be kind of nice to everyone and serve others, then I might have to serve others. And I don't really like that. I'm kind of enjoying the benefits of being friends with the king. And so they start to speak into his life, not what's best for Rehoboam, what was best for them. You know, the truth of the matter is, man, I see it all the time as a pastor. It breaks my heart when I see people and you're, you're asking for advice from, from people who aren't thinking about your best interests. They're thinking about what they have to gain or what they have to lose. I mean, come on. I, of course your buddy down at the pool hall will tell you, you just need to tell your wife who's boss. Of course she's gonna tell you, he's going to tell you that because he knows that if you really get your relationship right with your wife, he might lose his pool hall buddy. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Of course the credit card company is going to tell you, hey, just charge it some more. Yeah, they're going to make 19% interest off you, and they're taking it to the bank while you're going to the poorhouse. How many know what I'm saying? Of course the insurance salesman is going to sell you more insurance than you really need. He's making commission. If we, want to, if we want to have good voices in our life, we've got to look for people who aren't in it just for themselves, who, people who have nothing to gain and nothing to lose from the advice that they're giving us. Come on, I'm giving you some good advice today. Letter C, write this one down. I need to listen to people who know me. Here's the truth. We all have blind spots. Everybody say blind spots. spots. Don't we? We all have blind spots. We all have areas. We all have times when we don't know that we don't know, right? I mean, I remember a few years ago, I was getting ready to come up on stage and, and have the service and whatever, and a buddy of mine pulls me aside, and I'm going dude, why are you messing with me? I'm fixing to go up there and preach. Like, why are you pulling me aside? You're distracting me. He pulls me aside and he whispers into my ear, pastor, your zipper's down. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, thank you. And he's like, man, I'm just looking out for you, buddy. How many know all of us need some people that just looking out for us? We need some people who would be like, hey man, you got bats in the cave. There's some boogers in your nose, you know? I mean, you got something in your teeth, you know? Hey, maybe you're about to make a bad decision. Maybe you shouldn't buy that car. Maybe, maybe, hey, maybe it might not be good if you tell your wife that. Maybe that's not a good, and we all need people in our life because there are things that would, sometimes we just don't see it. 
We don't, we don't know it, and we're going in the wrong direction, and we don't, even, we don't even realize it. And we need people in our lives who love us enough that they will speak into us even when, we, when, they're in our, when things are in our blind spots and we can't, we can't see it. Letter D, write this one down. We need some people who will tell us no. And let me just, let me give you some advice here today. Every one of us needs someone in our lives that we are accountable to. If you ever get to a place where you, where you're at such a place where no, there's no one that can tell you no, I'm telling you, you're in trouble. And you know what? This was the problem for Rehoboam. Because he got to a place in power where, yes, he asked for advice, but he didn't have anyone holding him accountable to the point where they could say, no, don't, you can't do that. And if he would have submitted himself to the people that his father had already set up as his advisors around him that really knew what they were talking about, if he would have submitted himself to that, he would have kept himself out of a whole bunch of trouble. Some of you, are, maybe you're here today, and you've gotten to this place where you start thinking, well, nobody can tell me what to do. And let me just tell you, that is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place to live. See, see, bad voices end up in bad choices. Good voices end up in good choices. So I've got to know that I don't know. I've got to know who does know. But then number three, write this one down. I've got to know what happens when I don't know. I'm telling you, if you, if you listen to the wrong voices... And you start making some bad choices, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to reap the consequences of the choices that you're made. And this is exactly what happens for King Rehoboam. We see it here in 1 Kings chapter number 12, verse number 16. Look what it says. And when all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David, and what part in Jesse's son? To your tents, Israel. Look after your own house, David. When they saw that, that Rehoboam was not going to listen to the good advice, that Rehoboam was going to be a harsh king, they began to rebel against him. And look what it says in verse 17. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. And King, king Rehoboam sent out his servant who was in charge of the forced labor. But all Israel, what happened? What stoned him to death? And King Rehoboam, however, barely managed to get out in his chariot and he escaped to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. And the only tribe, only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the house of David. Because Rehoboam didn't listen to the good advice, because he made wrong decisions that came from the wrong voices in his life, what happened was the people that he was called to lead, if he would have just served them, they would have loved him, but instead they rebelled against him, and his kingdom was divided into two parts, and has been divided since that day. In fact, half of his kingdom, more than half actually, was given to his chief rival, a guy named Jeroboam, and that is divide, that kingdom that was once one is now divided into two. In fact, we've all we've all heard of the division and the hatred that there is between the Jews and the Samaritans. Guess where that all started? It started right here. Jeroboam took the kingdom that his father or his grandfather David had united, that his that his father Solomon had united, and because he listened to some to some wrong voices, because he listened to his buddies who told him what he really wanted to hear, what happened? Division among his kingdom. 
You know, some of you are here today and you've been listening to some wrong voices. You've been listening to the people who just just tell you what you want to hear. And you know what the result of that is? If, it, if it's not already, it's going to be. You know what the result's going to be? Division. Maybe it's division in your household. You've been listening to your buddy saying what to do about your marriage and, and, and your marriage is divided. Maybe it's division in your family. Maybe it's division. Maybe it's even a division in your own heart and in your own mind. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And you're just going here and there and all of this stuff because you've been listening to people who just tell you what you want to hear. So you go, well, Pastor, what do I do? I mean, like, if I've been listening to the wrong voices, if I've been making some poor choices, like, like what do I do? Some of you, even, even right now as I'm speaking... You know in your heart, you've got a mom or a dad who loves you, and they've been telling you this stuff, and, and, and you've got a life group leader who's been praying for you and giving you some good wisdom, and you know in your heart it's the right thing, but it's not what you really wanted to do, and you're fighting it tooth and nail. What do you do? You ready for this? It's easy. Stop fighting and obey. This is what Jeroboam did. I mean, Rehoboam did. It's, it's confusing. Rehoboam, Jeroboam. Look what it says in verse number 21. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered all Judah, all the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 young, able men to go to war against Israel to regain the kingdom of Rehoboam. He goes, man, I'm not letting my kingdom be divided. We're going to go fight this thing. We're going to get an army, and we're going to go get the kingdom back. But this is what the word of the Lord came through the man of God to say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all of Judah and Benjamin and the rest of the people. This is what the Lord says. Do not go up and fight. Everybody say, do not fight. Do not go up and fight against your brother, the Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. And they what? What did they do? They obeyed the word of the Lord. Some of you right now, you're fighting. Even in, your, even in your spirit right now, the Holy Spirit, the voice of God is speaking to you about areas of your life where you've been listening to your neighbor, you've been listening to your buddy, you've been listening to popular culture about how we should do this with our kids or what we should do with our money. And you know in your heart it's not the right, but that's what you want to hear. And you're fighting. Even right now in your spirit, you're fighting against this thing. And let me just tell you something. It's time to give up the fight because you ain't going to win. And there are people in your life who love you. People who know, people who have been there, people who, who have some wisdom and some expertise and some perspective that they can give, and you've got to decide today, hey, I'm, I'm going to listen to those people. I'm going to listen to those voices because you know what? The truth is a lot of us were always about like, I want God to speak to me. I want God to speak to me. I want God to speak to me. And, man, that's, that's important. But you know how God speaks to us sometimes? Through people. Sometimes he speaks to us through a pastor. Or a life group leader. Sometimes he speaks to us through a dad or a mom. Sometimes he speaks to us through a friend who loves us. Stop fighting what you know in your heart already and just just begin to obey the word of God. Some of you even right now, you're going in the wrong direction. You know, it kind of reminds me of this story I've, I've told you before about a guy. His name was Roy Regals. You may have heard of him before. And he was a football player way back in the 1920s, and they were in the Rose Bowl right after halftime. You know, you switch sides at halftime. And so the ball is fumbled, and Roy jumps on the ball, and he picks it up, and he sees that there's, there's nothing but space between him and the end zone. And so he starts running with everything that he has towards the end zone. There was just one problem. He was running towards the wrong end zone. 70 yards he runs, 
until eventually they tackle him at the one-yard line, just barely saving him from scoring a safety for the other team. And I can just imagine as Roy has picked up that ball and as he's running 70 yards in the wrong direction, can you imagine as the coaches are standing on the sidelines going, Roy, man, you're going the wrong way. Can you imagine? Can you imagine as 80,000 people in the, sta- in the stands are going, Roy, you're, you're going the wrong direction. Turn around. Stop going that way. Can you imagine his parents in the stands going, oh my gosh, Roy, Roy, oh please, please, you're going the wrong way. But Roy ignored all of the good voices and all he could see was the end zone in front of him. And some of you, you walk into this room today and that's where you're at. You're going towards what you want to hear and what you want to do. And there are people who love you, pastors and parents and friends and life group leaders and people who care about you are saying, hey, that's the wrong way. Stop listening to your buddies and start listening to people who know. Start listening to the voice of the Spirit and to His Word because He has better things for your life. Come on, I'll get fired up and preach. There are people who love you and they have your best interests at heart. And it's to our best interest to listen, not to the bad voices, but to the good voices because the good voices lead to good choices which lead to the great life that God intends for you to live.